What up, what up, what up? Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Bruce or Bryce, whatever you want to call me. Known as Bruce on Twitch. Bryce everywhere else. Uh, In this episode, I have my very good friend, lifelong friend, uh, Danny, aka Robit, uh, on Twitch. Uh, Absolutely amazing guy. This podcast, this episode was something else. A lot of heartfelt discussion. Uh, I've known Danny for years. Uh, And it was really cool getting to talk with him. Um, Goes a little long, an hour and a half, and it didn't feel like near enough time. Uh, I have to get him back on again. Um, I cried. It was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. This one is, uh, super special to me. Um, there was some technical difficulties, but not a lot. I'm still learning. I know I say that every episode. Uh, I learned a lot, so that was good. Um, I'm going to get right into it though. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking me out. Make sure you go check out, uh, uh, Danny's, uh, project trash planet. I do a couple of voices in it as well. Uh, it'll be in the description of the YouTube, uh, it'll be in the description of the YouTube video. Also, you can just search YouTube for Trash Planet. Um, lots of big things coming down the pipe for that. Thanks again for listening. I love you. Take care of yourselves. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. So, I, I mean, I guess we can just, like, get into it. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I've known you for so long. I but I don't know how to like introduce you because you're not. Mm. You don't stream. Um, this is my buddy Robit, aka Danny. Danny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Known you I for love. how many years? How many God, years? Man, a long time. I mean, like what? I what I meet you like my sophomore year, so your junior year, something like that. See, but Danny, I knew of you since like seventh grade. Yeah, we went to middle, middle school, school together, and I was um, a bit of a prick. I was a class act, man. Yeah, I was. <laughs> well, I mean, during those years, I was. I think I was maybe maybe I was a bastard, I, but mostly I was just trying to like do dumb things to make people laugh because I was deeply insecure. And all yeah. these years later, nothing has changed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As I yeah. was trying to like try to tee up some kind of a difference between then and now, I really just can't. I mean, like, I'm not quite as dumb, but if somebody's as dumb as they were in the seventh grade, then we'd be in a bit of trouble. Wrong. Yeah, something horribly <laughs> wrong has happened. Yeah. I mean, I just remember, I remember I came from a different school and I transferred to that middle school in like seventh grade. And I Wait, just where'd you did, go? Where'd you transfer from? The without like naming names, like the the newly built one. Dude, what? Me too. I went there too. No way. Yeah, I went there. I went there for a a, a, a half a year. Then I moved over. That's where I met Brett. That's where I met like you know a bunch of Jake Grange. That's where I met all those folks. And then I moved over. But anyway, really? sorry. Yeah, yeah. I moved over the halfway through. I was halfway through the uh, school year. That's so funny. Yeah, so I went there all of sixth grade, and then we moved. And then I went to this new school and I made a lot of friends at the old school. But then when I went to the new school, I just, no one liked me. There was one Uh, kid there named Isaac who liked me. 
But then like, I remember I got a skateboard and then instead of like everyone liking me, everyone made fun of me because I couldn't skateboard. <laughs> God, it's so crazy, man. Like honestly, skateboarding for me was, if it wasn't for skateboarding, I, I have no idea because, you know, I, I was, we were so poor and just, it showed, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you look at me and you say, this kid is in a bad spot. And, yeah. but skateboarding, it, it kind of allowed a certain amount of that. It was kind of like somehow in to be kind of like this grungy looking kid if he skateboarded. Right. So I was afforded some degree of like, you know, an in where I can get some kind of popularity. I still had to work my ass off at being like a funny person right. to kind of get any amount of popularity or any amount of people liking me. But if it wasn't for the skateboarding, it just, there were people that were, just like me that just weren't getting in the door because they didn't have this thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is a, that was the Danny. I hate to do this. What's up? Get fucked up. Okay. No worries. Hold on. I was looking at the waveform uh-huh. and oh, fuck. That was such good stuff. I was looking at the waveform. Okay. It was recording you and me. It was doing what I wanted it to do yesterday. Okay. We can start over if we need to. We need to. All right. So do you want me to close out of this? No, no, no. We're going to keep it going because I might have some stuff in there that I can save. But um, okay. So I am here with my buddy, Danny, AKA Robit. We've had a hell of a time. I've had a hell of a time trying to get this recorded, but we're going to, we got it now. It's set up. Danny, I mean, we I are on no, easy street now, you know what I mean? Like, no matter yeah. what you're on out, we are going to be crystal clear, baby. I'm so sorry, man. I'm sorry that that happened. <laughs> no. We, no were having a, we were having a little bit of a conversation, and, and I thought I had this set up going correctly, and I didn't. So, But now I do. Um, so, yeah, what we were saying, I, I mean, so I've known, it's hard for me to introduce Robit or Danny because he doesn't he doesn't stream, but I've known him for... I've known him for years. I mean, like seventh grade, I think I knew I, I got I, I you didn't know who I was, but I knew who you were sort of thing. No, no, I um, definitely knew who you were. I definitely knew who you were for sure. We will. So I like, remember I, I remember like meeting you and seeing you at shows and being like, oh, sh- I know that guy because you're yeah. taking pictures at all the shows. And I was like, how the hell? OK, so there's well, so like a whole a, thing here. You you skateboarded. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. tried to skateboard, but I did I couldn't. But I really fell in love with taking pictures of my friends skateboarding. And I think that that was kind of my like pseudo in, way of getting in, I guess. Yeah, I think that skateboarding, man, like for me, it's 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 crazy. So um, as I had already said, but I will repeat. Please, um, thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, being like growing up, you know, my folks were, you know, uh, real poor, like very poor, um, and like, you know, in and out of jail and stuff. So we didn't have a lot. So as a result, like we kind of, um, we looked exactly or more poor than we were. Um, or, you know, I would say exactly, I don't know that we could look any more poor than we were cause we were pretty damn poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and skateboarding, um, and luckily I had friends that kind of uh, had what I thought, like, it's so funny now, like, I'm like, those guys were rich. And now I'm like, no, <laughs> like, not yeah, at all. Yeah. I was just very poor. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's uh, but a crazy, had, it's crazy. Perspective's crazy, man. 
oh my god anybody that had a house i was like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, so uh i would get these hand-me-down boards and they're always in rough shape but i was always so psyched to get them um and so i was able to kind of skateboard with the stuff and as a result like being like a skateboarder allowed me to look the way i looked and people were forgiving of it all of a sudden because i looked you know i just looked like a skateboarder like no matter how rough or like you know haggard i looked it was just kind of part and parcel with the style uh so it kind of worked out and um I was able to kind of somehow, you know, this kid that was like clearly didn't have any business hanging out with anybody that was interesting or cool at all managed to get lucky and meet a couple of cool people, which, you know, inevitably led me to you down the line. Right. I mean, I'm pretty fucking cool, dude. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I mean, seriously, though, like, you yeah. know, and when you're a kid like this thing and you, 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 your entire life is, you know, I, growing up, all I had was my sister up until, you know, we moved into that house, that house where I met everybody. Yeah. And so before that, we were moving around, you know, trying to, my parents were like evading the cops and we were never in one place, staying with our grandparents, moving somewhere else, coming back, moving somewhere else. And finally we got one place and we stayed there for a while. And it was kind of like this monumental change. And that's when I started meeting other people that weren't my family. You know, I made friends for the first time in my life. Like my life began really like in the sixth grade. Is this the house that was over by the skate park? Um, No, 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 no. So um, do you remember when I said, hey, can you go to my house and get my skateboard? And you walked into my neighbor's house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How could I ever forget that story? Yeah, next door yeah. to those guys' house, that house. Okay, because uh, I remember there was a house over by the skate park that had like a sunroom in the front or something. And yeah, then like a- I actually, yeah, yeah, yes, I do yeah, remember we, that. Um, we we so basically that first house we were living there from like I think my I was like sixth grade to tenth grade, and um, we got evicted because they basically came and. Um, they were looking, the cops were looking for like my sister. She had stolen a bunch of shit, my older sister. Yeah. And they had found a, um, 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 somebody that was wanted and they had found some drug paraphernalia in the house and we were on like welfare and section eight. Um, so when they saw that we got evicted and at that right. time I had decided that I was going to take care of myself. So I moved out. How and, old were you? Um, I, at that time, I must have been like what, fifteen, maybe sixteen. Yeah. Um, and so I stayed with some friends for a while, and then my mom got another house, the house that you're referring to, mm-hmm. and I think we hung on to that for maybe nine months to a year or something, and then we got evicted for damn near the same exact reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did this happen again in such a short amount of time? No, uh, and then from then on, I was on my own. So, but you like. It's so hard because it's you realize, right, that like that is not like how your story is not how it's like. It's not how most people we know have grown up, but it's how so many have grown up at the same time. Oh, you know? a lot, man. And there's a weird, crazy thing with it, too, because, you know, you think that when you when you have that kind of life and you you manage to get out of it, you know, you, you think like, oh, I made it. Like, I remember yeah. when I first had it, I had like a lot of um, 
obviously, I think like early on, like resentment support the kind of people that kind of landed me there. But after a while, you just kind of feel bad because you feel like these people are suffering still. A lot of people are still suffering, man. Yeah. And you start learning like, you know, addiction is like this disease and it's not as if they can just turn it off. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have like a lot of resources. So then like your, your resentment kind of turns to sorrow and you have like, you know, some, I think, uh, uh, survivor's guilt around some of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, you know, I would say there's a lot of like conflicting feelings about a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, but I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm obviously insanely grateful because through all of this stuff, somehow people that were, you know, capable of giving a tremendous amount of love or people that I really looked up to, inspired by people that I learned a lot from, like things that I, if you were to flip a coin through, you know, over the course of 15 years and constantly get your head picked, like that's, that's kind of like what happened. I kind of just got lucky over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? And there's obviously hardships along the way, but overall, like, you know, for example, like, when I first met you, you know, you were a person like you, you were, you were a person that was hustling. Like everybody that you knew was, you know, skateboarding and you're taking pictures of it or, uh, um, you know, uh, playing music and you were playing music yeah. or you're taking pictures or you're hustling and trying to record people or you're yeah. making like shirts. Like you just always had some tertiary, uh, side hustle. And I always was like, I loved that. There was like, it wasn't just the thing. There was this world around it. And I, that, that was a, that was a meaningful thing to me or when you opened up venue like those things were important to me because i was like you can build whatever you want if you just do it right i mean and that's the I, thing like, that i had to learn i, I to be honest like I, I the only reason i did all that stuff is because i wanted to fit in you know it's kind of like uh it's really interesting like there's i it's i just wanted to be cool you mm-hmm. know what i mean like and i think that that there's a lot of power behind wanting to be cool. Like it causes people to do good and bad things. And I think that maybe, you know, I, I became, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard. It's hard to explain. I mean, it's, uh, I think God, you know, thank fucking God that I did it. Cause like got to meet like you and a bunch of like Crosby, like a bunch of like mm-hmm. really amazing friends that i'll have for the rest of my for the rest of my life i had but dur- in during the time of doing that like it wasn't it wasn't for any other reason than to just be like yeah like i you know i uh for, for those of you that don't know like i had a little music venue sort of set up at a skate park and we built a stage and had one show there and then got the cops called on us and uh but it, but it continued to do shows inside and then i would book shows in other at other places and yeah, you were booking shows forever for like for a while like you were kind of like the go-to guy that was booking a lot of shows you know what i mean like yeah we got to book lot, like man. it was cool it was cool like it that was back in the day like you had to have a fax machine for some of them yeah. it's <laughs> like, like what they had management <laughs> that would want like guarantees so like I had to fax them a contract that I signed like who where did you first know that because I mean <laughs> you know how uh, did you learn that it's all in my space so like i would hit up i would see kind of a little i would look i would look up bands that i was 
because like you do you ever like just search for music like a big thing back then was to to like bands that no one had ever heard of yeah 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 absolutely so like i would look up bands that no one had ever heard of and then i would find there's a you you would very quickly find like established bands based on Mm -hmm. how many shows they were playing versus like kind of not really so I'd find right. ones that I'd find ones that had a bunch of shows like Horse the Band. Plus you had that Remember? top eight, dude. You know what I mean? Find yeah. You like what's their top eight like? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I would find them, and they would always be playing Portland, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and so I'd be like, listen, gap. I could book you in Eugene and pay you better than Portland or San Francisco will, and like that's how I would sell it. And they would be like, all so right, that's cool. The craziest thing, like what I'm, what you know what I mean? Like just some kid with like. The off Colossal day. balls. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, yeah. But just reach out to him. And, I, and, and once you start to build uh, a rapport, I think, like, yeah. remember Scars of Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, when I booked Scars of Tomorrow, they were like, we had such a good time. Like, we'll hook you up with all these other people. So, like, I instantly got a 100 contacts. And then I started having bands email me all the time. Dog and Pony Show, uh, Duck, Duck, Goose, um, uh uh who was the uh i even got like contact with like i helped make that like emory show happen um, yeah dude all kinds of things pistolita pistolita yeah they like they went on the tour with like brand new um mm-hmm. who was another one like there was just it was just cool right like none of those bands i don't think exist anymore but but like isn't that such a strange thing like such a like you know what i mean like i got this is what i'm talking about with this luck thing where i i managed because skateboarding when i was in skateboarding skateboarding was kind of like this thing where it's really interesting it's this thing where you work and everybody is they're psyched at what you're doing i mean they're bastards with skateboarding there's bastards everywhere but really it's this thing where you're there's this really excited thing where people are excited about your progress you know you have one person that's doing you know a, a backside lip slide down a 10 stair and that's huge yeah, and then you have me deal. who kick flips a four stair and it's not nearly as huge but the excitement is the same because right. you have people that are just excited about your progress right and there's this thing in there that was like always supportive and there was like this brotherhood built in this thing it was like a family when i didn't have one yeah. And then after I started realizing that I didn't want to hurt myself anymore, <laughs> yeah, uh, I started getting into emotional music. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> started hurting myself emotionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna start doing these internal. Uh, yeah. internal um, but it, it, there is the same thing, you know what I mean? Like you have people yeah. that are, like I went to a high school. I was in high school. It's one of these shows, and like these shows are run by high schoolers that were faking these insurance forms, booking yeah. bands, paying out guarantees, running a door, setting up merch booths. You know what I mean? Like making sure that they were getting there early, setting up the show, making sure that lights were prepared, and then setting up afterwards. And then that was the baseline. And then everybody was expanding and growing on top of that. You know, yeah. everybody had this hustle. There's like the small little economy. There's this rule that if you get knocked down, you get paid picked up or you pick somebody up like there's like um it 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 was just there's just a lot of stuff that if you're paying attention there's a ton to learn for sure and it's crazy to think like these were high schoolers have you ever seen a high schooler do you know what a high schooler looks like (laughs) now yeah dude they're tiny miniature people it's crazy that people are like you know what i mean i see a high schooler driving and i'm like what in the shit is happening (laughs) watch out oh my god (laughs) that's a baby on the wheel I mean, seriously, like, and I remember my mom and dad, like, 
they were being i remember them like talking about it and going like wow like you know bryce god there was a parking lot was full and and my yeah. and my dad being like well we used to have parties and there would be a line all the way down 50th street for 55 you know like you know i mean to we weren't drinking though we weren't doing no. drugs like we were just no. we were just trying to get as many people into that room as humanly possible yeah and I mean, there was some drinking, there was some drugs for some people, but like for the most part, it was oh, a yeah. very like positive experience for everybody. And like, everybody was definitely like kind of keeping, I think, you know, I don't know. It was crazy, man. It was really yeah. crazy. People made a lot of friends and it encouraged like this, you know, passing down the torch mentality, I think. Right. Too. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. Like the amount of participation, like if I get a flyer now for anything, there is a 99% shot that I chuck in that fucking thing. Right. Um, you know what I mean? But then like you get a handbill, you're like, I'm free and I'm Huge going. Deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dude, they were like gold. Yeah. That's a whole nother. I have forgot. you managed to hang on to any of those handbills? I I'm sure my parents did. When yeah, I moved out, I left everything like, up on the wall. Yeah, that's probably worth like revisiting, taking a look at, man. Some of those, yeah, old, man. those old flyers. We had, so, I completely forgot. That was like an art. Yeah, and people were making flyers. There's another thing right there. Yeah. Like they were I just figuring about. out how to do these art, like little pieces of weekly art and putting it on this thing and then just selling it off. Yeah, man. And that's just, like, they just hand it to fucking thousands. Yeah. And we'd go to packed uh, rooms. We'd go to like Albertsons. And like use their copier there, <laughs> yeah. And then we would just go home and cut them. And then I think Eric was like, "Do we should actually like go to Kinkos?" Then we went to Kinkos or FedEx or somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, like it change. was like fifty percent cheaper, and they'd cut them for you. And yeah. then they got then they said that they weren't going to cut them for us anymore, but they were still like way cheaper. Yeah, man, that's a whole like that's a whole. You were you're on a few of them. I think your face. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, when we started doing uh, the Eola stuff, we had that kind of like relationship with uh, of mountains and Chris, and he was always putting me on. his phone. Yeah. <laughs> because I, there, I, I don't remember what it was, but we were always kind of like making fun of each other. And I would say really heavily them making fun of us, but I was always yeah. such a good sport. Cause I loved it. Like we made yeah. that video that you shot and yeah. then they just, you helped them shoot a video, which is just an exact parody of our video. Yeah, that was all Chris's idea, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. it's it just fun. People just have fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and like, that's kind of where a lot of what we do today, like, I don't feel, I feel like a large part of it has changed. But at the same time, like, it hasn't changed for me. You know, now I'm just kind of doing solo stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. obviously changed, right? But, and I think I had a huge depression a few years back. And a large part of why I was like that was because I didn't have anything going on. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like I yeah. didn't have it. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything going on and so much of my life I did and then I discovered Twitch and that changed everything for me yeah so that's so crazy because I had that same thing like after we're playing music with the Olas, like and we were taking it pretty seriously and trying to do the touring thing so when we broke up I had a bit of a 
yeah, I think a similar thing, like a bit of an identity crisis where I was like, if that's not it, like I kind of put all of my chips in on this thing. Yeah. So if I'm not making music, then what is the next thing? Right. And like, I tried a lot of things. I went to school and it didn't stick. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all these things that I was just kind of doing. And yeah, it took a long time before I found some kind of like purpose again, especially because those other things you had, like, you just found yourself in a thing where you had this, um, community of people where you just kind of got this energy just by virtue of like rubbing shoulders with other people that are doing shit yeah but when you have to figure that out alone in a room that's pretty intimidating man that's pretty hard yeah or like when you know for me it was like growing up it was like you know i'm not with these people anymore i don't live in this town anymore i felt like i abandoned a lot of it Mm-hmm. For and I don't know why I did. It was just like this. It was really crazy. Like when I moved out of Eugene to Portland, um, I just remember like sitting up there in that apartment on that couch and just being like, "Wow!" Like I, it's all like I I'll never do any of that again. And I originally came up to Portland to like make a name for myself or whatever in my mind, you know, and it's just like, it was a culture shock of like, wow, this is a lot bigger than there's people here have been, people here have been doing what I'm doing on a, on a scale way larger than I'll ever be on. And I think that was kind of like the start of that, like depression cycle that lasted five or six years for me. Right. It was weird. It was weird, man. It was like, um, you know, becoming like a really good skateboarder in your town and then moving to like Orange County where kids skateboard for classes in high school. Yeah, it's <laughs> like nothing. Like, yeah, like everything yeah. I've done is nothing. That I definitely experienced that. You know what I mean? Like when you just move to an area where there's a lot of people, uh, the challenge is pretty intense. And I met, I felt that way when I started working even at Apple, where I was just like, there are just people here that are just, everybody here is talented. Everybody's here is good yeah. doing shit. You know what I mean? Like in Eugene or like in a smaller area, there's, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people like that, there's like, I'm just going to live my life. I'm not trying to like impress anybody. I'm not trying to do any of this for real. I'm just, I just want to live my life. That's it. Yeah. So like there is, you know, if you do anything with any amount of conviction at all, like you can get, you can, you know, you can rise to, uh, some, some, some degree of like, you know, uh, I don't know rising prominence sounds so stupid and sounds like, so. but you know what I mean? You, you can, you can rise to the top of that pretty small pool pretty quickly, but then you move to anywhere, even like Portland, which is like, as far as cities go, pretty small. And immediately you realize that like, you're not shit and you better be willing to like pretty, like definitely work for what it is that you're wanting to do here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'll never forget it. I, I like, I would take pictures at the wow hall and stuff all the time. And then I remember taking my camera to the crystal ballroom and getting lucky enough to get to be up at the front and like literally just having like actual professionals just throw me out of the way right like like i was nothing me and my little camera put my tail between my legs and i remember very specifically thinking like i will never do that again like that was humiliating (laughs) and i never did i never did i or never quite i never wanted to experience that sort of fall again in a weird way 
Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've I mean, that. it's, it's, it, it, I've had that like with simple shit, like going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And not knowing yeah. how to work a machine be like, I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Right. And no one, no one treated me in, a, in any sort of way. I think it was nah, just yeah. more that, like, I, I realized like, wow, like this is a lot bigger than me. I'll just come back to it when I'm a little bit more grown up and it never, I never ended up. Yeah. Just talked myself out of it. My, my heart thing, was though, never... right? like, that's the place where you have to grow up. It's like, you just have right. to kind of keep throwing it. Just, this is like the same thing. Like, you know, with people that do stand up, like, you know, there's no other place to learn how to do stand up, but on the stage in front of people, there's yeah. no baby step really. You know what I mean? You just do the thing and then you just keep doing it uh, exposure therapy style, you know, right, you right. expose yourself to this thing until it becomes less and less of a problem. And that's, that's the case for, you know, turns out a lot of things, a good deal of things. Um, you yeah. know, uh, I was talking about this with like social anxiety or something like that. Like I've never had, I've never started a job and felt comfortable at all i've more or less like lost my mind um and you know near or did have a panic attack but you yeah. know nevertheless i had to do it because i would rather have a panic attack than be homeless yeah. so you have to develop these coping mechanisms and you keep doing it every day and day and it gets easier because you meet friends you learn things to t- kind of talk about you loosen up a little bit and things kind of get easier but if yeah. you kind of shield yourself from that thing it, yeah it, you know it becomes it, it possesses a degree of power over you which is easier said than done most of my life if it's not a job that i have to have i've run away from the damn thing <laughs> no doubt i mean and, and like the the craziest part is like it gets it gets so substantially easier every single time you do it yeah but you like you, the the way you hype yourself out of it is so right. right. It's like, oh man, like you, the way dread, like the self dread. And then you go and it's like, okay, like that wasn't so bad. And then the next time it's like, that wasn't, you know, it's, it's a, it's, or it, for, I mean, it takes longer for everybody, but like, I've definitely had jobs where I'm like, I'll never get this. I'll never, dude, I've had streams it where in the middle of the stream. I'm like, I'm a total failure. Like this, I, what's oh, yeah. happening, you know? Yeah. Getting kind of get in your own head and you can't like really shake it in the moment. Yeah. And, and then I'll have a stream where like, it's the best stream of my life. And I'm like, I can't believe I ever felt that way. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, that's a real thing though. Isn't it crazy too? Cause like the negative stuff st- tends to stick better. Like, you know, yeah. that moment, like if you had, if you had gone, say, to the crystal ballroom two times and you went to go take some pictures and you had one night where you were like, you know, you were a king, you took great photos, you yeah. managed to shoot a roll of, you know, quality, quality film. Right. And, you know, uh, and then you went the next night and the night that you did experience happened where you were just pushed off the stage, uh, you know, get the hell out of here, kid, you're nothing. Yeah. And then that, that would by far be a more prominent thing in your head that's this like this curse of like the human condition that we're just more familiar with negative stimulus and we respond better to negative stimulus than we do positive it's insane but it's 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 the truth and it's like this yeah it's impossible to kind of override that thing but it's you know it's 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 worth recognizing i guess but it's it's really hard for sure right and i think too like if if you also have to cut yourself 
you also have to, there's a level of realization. If I had gone to the crystal ballroom, you know, and had that terrible night and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go again. And I had a terrible night. And then on the third night I had a good night, right? Like I'd be like, okay, like there is some good here, but if I'm going every single night and I'm getting kicked in the face every single night, it's kind of like, I need to maybe reassess or I need to start doing some kicking of my own, you know? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But when you're 24 or whatever, and like, it's just, it was just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I just, it was enough of a change for me to change passion. And, right. you know, I still obviously have like all my camera stuff and I still love it, but, uh, that's it definitely was, a different uh, thing too. Like when you realize the fire is going out, like I think you that was still a lot have of it. a fire, like because that you know that happened with me with skateboarding. That happened with me with music. Like when we were done, mm. I was just like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to write anything that I'm like really psyched about. Like it's different now for me. It's not I'm defeated or anything like that. It's it's it, it's just not the same anymore. And I don't know what that means. So yeah, it's I, I it's definitely like worth taking a step back and having a conversation with yourself, which can be always pretty difficult, pretty tough to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, and I love cameras. I love the art of photography. I love music. I love going to, I love like, I love seeing people in large groups singing the same song. Like that's, it's not that the passion for what it is, is gone. It's more, it's, if anything, it's more now it's that, the stress I put on myself to try to get to a higher level has become, it's like, it. it's like, I'm tired of losing track of like why I loved it in the first place. Mm, okay. You know, it's like, um, yeah, it's like, I was tired of trying to impress these bands or trying, tr- tired of trying to like land a photo and, like AP magazine when some kid online is doing it or like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Oh God, these little bastards. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like, (laughs) I'm more just going to enjoy other parts of my life now. And like, it was just like, imagine like, you know, you're with somebody and you're like, man, I'm just so tired of trying to impress you. And then they go like, get out of the way. And you're like, all right, fine. I'm gone. You know, it's, it's like a way out almost. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Someone I haven't kind experienced of the way out. Yeah. Like I haven't really like, luckily I haven't had many of those in my life. So those, what, like, what was the transition? So, I mean, obviously, you know, and I don't know how, to what degree you've kind of uh, covered this, but there was a, I mean, a bit of a gap. And I, I think the gap was pretty similar for me. I mean, I, I can, I can bridge a bit of a gap between, you know, music and what I'm currently doing, but yeah. I'm inter- interested in, photos like you're doing a lot of photography and then i think that for a while you were like you're doing photography for bands and you're like well i do this thing and i love this thing so you got into street photography and you start doing some wedding stuff to try yeah. to make this like a you know because you're trying to like elevate it right you're like how do i do this thing that i love for money so i'm i'm able to kind of take control over my own paycheck here right yeah what was the transition from doing something like that to eventually being like twitch yeah, so I did the band thing. That never really paid anything, right? And then, right. So like, yeah. it was. <laughs> it turns out mostly bands are broke 
Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, then like street stuff didn't really, you know, fund the habit. And I was working right. a lot at the time. Um, and I, I, it was funny enough, um, on Craigslist, I was searching for camera stuff and I sold a lens to a guy who was a wedding photographer. And he was like, I'm developing this software that uh, people can come into my office and they can tap on 10 photos and then the photos change. They tap on 10 more and then the photos change and they tap on three and then the photos change. And then they, then they tap on one and it, 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 uh, it assigns them a photographer for their wedding. Oh. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. And he was like, yeah. So like the thing is like, I get a bunch of pictures from photographers and the better, the pictures that are the best, you get more work. And oh, I was like, wow, that's cool. I was like, I know what's trendy. I know what, I know what people want. This was like before Instagram was a thing. This was when it was just like, there was no, there was wedding photos were coming out and like photographers were, were, uh, just chomping at the bit to, to, to do the next thing. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, Remember when like all the photos were like tilted or like there was like a ton of vignetting yeah. and like tons of saturation and then no saturation. And then, you know, uh, Instagram with the filters and like Visco cam and all that, that changed everything. Yeah, but, yeah. But then it was like it was like you either knew that this was a knowledgeable photographer that knew what was what was n- nice or your dad's friend who had a really nice camera and thought he knew everything about photography, right? Like there was a very strict divide. And, um, I started, I, I gave him photos and I started getting tons of work, tons of work. And, um, and, uh, that ruined everything about photography for me. I hated it after that because it just, it just ruined it. I went from being like, I went from thinking, "Oh, I want to be a, I want to be a professional photographer so bad," to be to actually getting it, and then dreading doing it every single. I dreaded it, dude. Shooting weddings, you know, I shot. I don't know in that summer that one, I did it full time for like four months, and I think I was shooting like 15, 20 weddings a month, and like that's just that's just an insane amount of it just didn't it was just too much for me right and i hated it i hated it i hated it and, was it uh, because like you felt as though there was like some kind of a creativity taken away from it what, what was it that you didn't like about it well it was it was all it, there was every wedding was so pretentious and right. like yeah yeah, yeah. It, they were all these like extremely wealthy people who and I drove like a beat to hell, broken down Subaru legacy station wagon, like a 91. I remember specifically the one of the photographers that I got teamed up with saying, you know, because we like we'd go out to coffee the day, day before or whatever. And um, him saying, you know, like I'd maybe park that car a few blocks away because you don't want to really be seen in it. And I remember being like, yeah, you're I mean, you're right. Like, yeah. 
And like that just it was and that was nothing, right? Like everything down to the way you dressed, yeah. to the way you presented yourself. And it was just too much for a kid who, you know, just was be wanted wanted to you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. too it was just too adult, too fast, too I don't know. Weird. Kind of took away kind of took away some the of the fun. fun of it. Yeah. Ended up turning into this thing where it's just like, you know, you got to measure up to this specific thing. And, you know, if you want to make it in this, you got to be a person that you don't like, basically. Sure. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was like a. And all I want, I just I was still in this mindset where like, you know, I just want to hang out with my skateboarder music friends and like, you know, wear American apparel hoodies and be something that I'm not. You know, I I was starting to figure my life out and like. It just, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's, a, there's an interesting kind of transition from those days. I'm trying to figure yourself out. Like when you're like, you know, I mean, you definitely learn a lot about yourself during those years, but then there kind of comes a time where you're like, okay, well, what am I, what am I outside of this group think this like, you know, community of people, like who am I yeah. specifically? And that's, um, yeah. that could be a pretty difficult, pretty difficult bridge to cross. Yeah. And I think. I think too, there was a, there was a trend, there was, for me, there was a very stark, very, very, very definite line. Um, you know, I started, I like, I gained a bunch of weight and I hated myself and I was so ashamed of myself. And I still hold a lot of that. Hmm. And like, I didn't want anyone to, from, my I didn't want anyone from like the show going days or anyone who were my real friends. I just thought I just didn't want any of them to know who I was anymore. Right. I didn't want any of because I I just I didn't want anyone to laugh at me and I didn't want anyone to like make fun of me. And the only way I knew how to not have that happen would was to just avoid everyone at all costs right and it be and it was very very hard because i i picked up drinking and then that just turned into this this spiral from hell the darkest times of my entire life a real stain and like thank god you josh some other people edith stuck with me through that it's something i'm still battling with but like you know, it was just this time where I was so ashamed of myself. When I was working with you at Apple, like, I I almost lost my job so many times because I was so afraid I was going to go in there and somebody was going to come into the store that I knew from the days when I booked shows and stuff and go like, oh, wow, like, he got really fat. And, like, that was enough for me to just almost get fired. Right. It was such a rough fucking time and like it was and and like that kind of started um near the end of like the photography time like and it and it just i i don't it just got out of control and it's just uh, like it's just like a crazy amount to kind of carry too you know what i mean like yeah especially when you're trying to figure out who you are and you just have this i mean i think and this isn't to say that, you know, anything equates to anybody else's thing. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that a lot of people have something like that. You know, yeah. something that 
they are ashamed of or insecure about. And sometimes it's more than one thing. And sometimes it's just a lot of one thing and there right. are varying amounts or whatever. It's, it's an impossible thing to really measure, but you know, that, I mean, that's an incredible amount of, um, that's an incredible amount of pressure to kind of like feel that way. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I think I understand on some level what that might be like, um, you know, in, in my own way. I, I think that it, obviously I wouldn't say go as far to say that I understand completely, but yeah, man, yeah. that that's, that's a lot. And especially if you're trying to figure out like who you are, then you have this other thing. And then the drinking, right. Whew, man, if you're sad and depressed and you turn to drinking because it may, it makes you feel better right now. I mean, there is a poetic irony in the fact that oh, it just is. makes it way worse. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, like, I remember, I remember getting just blasted. It's and a, just it's a depressant. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah, and I remember <laughs> just like talking to myself about. I remember fantasizing about being this like famous author or something weird, like, yeah. I, like, and it was so, and being like, okay, like this is the, like, all of my friends from back in the day will be like so proud of me and like finally proud of you know and like I'd made it and all this weird just nonsensical stuff and like that's what drinking did for me and like it made it put me into this uh it was like watching a movie about myself where the ending was exactly what i wanted it to be right and like it'll never it's never like that right it's uh and, and it was just a hard realization and i'm sure and i'm sure like someone is going to listen to this who is able to relate and um you know Dude, I attribute like Twitch and I've said this since day one, Twitch made me realize uh, it allowed me to like kind of put myself back out there in a in a way that was uh, very calculated and very like a way that I wanted to. Right. It wasn't like going to a out to the mall and like being vulnerable or whatever. Like I was able to be just as vulnerable as I wanted to be. And then every day I got to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more vulnerable. And like, I think it saved my life, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you know, and, and like, I'm not anything crazy and I hate to make this podcast about me. I'm so sorry. No, it's just like, you know, I asked you uh, a question. So it's, 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 it's a, uh, you know, yeah. You, keep yeah. going, keep going. I think the what I'm getting at is I think the important thing is is if you're in that situation like you got to work the the hardest part and what you really got to do is you got to find your own like version of Twitch. You have to find your own way of like getting out of that whatever also, it is. I think that I have a decent um transition. So I think that that I I, I had a version of that for sure because after music there was, you know, I, it wasn't going to be music for a while. So I felt pretty I think depressed at the fact, I mean, like there were other things, you know, pretty, pretty rough breakup that I was going through and I had moved to a new area and I had yeah. kind of like left everything that I knew back in, I mean, that's probably an exaggeration. It felt that way, but I was with my best yeah. friend. So I was like, you know, I was in decent shape. Then I had you too. I was able to reconnect with you after not living in the same area as you for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was able to kind of you know, get a job and slowly kind of make my way up. But uh, you know, I started, uh, smoking a lot of weed and, right. um, in a weird way, this is so funny because this is some, this is a similar thing to you, but there's definitely gonna be a different take. So for me, and when it comes to addiction, I've, 
gotten pretty lucky uh as you know as far as coming from like a family of you know i am one of six children all of which are addicts i have you know a mother and a father both are addicts like i come from a long line of addicts and i just got lucky where i don't you know every time like i'm drinking too much i get anxious because i realize that i'm drinking too much uh, I have yeah. never done any hard drugs at all. You know, I had like an Adderall. I was taking Adderall a bunch because it was prescribed to me. Yeah. Super uh, addictive stuff. And I started realizing it was just making me anxious. And I was able to kind of quit cold turkey. Um, you know, just told my friends, hey, I'm going to be weird for a couple of days because I'm not going to have any damn dopamine dopamine in my head. So it's yeah. going to look like I'm really depressed, but that'll that'll kind of phase out and I was able to do it. So as far as like dealing with addiction in the conventional sense, I got lucky, but something like weed, I think that a is, it's obviously not a, um, you know, uh, chemically addictive, Heavily but, ad- yeah. it, but it has like a, it, there's something addictive to it. This idea of like, you know, having the saying, I, I, I used it pretty like, um, you know, I would come home from work and I was always stressed from work cause it was always, insanely busy and I would use this thing to kind of just like relax now right away so that I can just kind of get back to living my life and during those years I was just literally just you know smoking weed and watching a lot of tv but in a weird way as I was watching a ton of tv watching a ton of comedy it kind of became clear to me I was like I want to do something like this And I was too afraid because I think that during those early years, like this is kind of like when we're talking about earlier, like how did you know how to book a band? Like, how do you know how to do something? You know what you want to do, but you have no idea how to do the thing. And -hmm. you see how other people did it. They did stand up. Not going to fucking happen. I'm not getting on no dance I mean, I think you'd be great at it. Oh my God. No, preparing a set. I did karaoke one time. The one thing where you can do, you can get on karaoke, you can sing whatever you want and people will cheer you on. I got on karaoke and I got booed. Like, like, there's just, (laughs) hey man. (laughs) Hey man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that I couldn't figure it out if I applied my own principles of this thing and where you just face the thing and get better at it. But mm-hmm. um, when I got an iPad and I started drawing on the iPad, uh, I was able to kind of make comedy without having to put myself out there in that way. It's right. kind of like, you know, Twitch, this thing where you can take the gradual approach. Right. To kind of finding your voice without having to be like, no, it's all or nothing. I'm diving into the deep end sink or swim, baby. And I don't know how to swim. And that's a real story. Uh, So, you know, when I first started doing, I was like, maybe it'll be web comics. Maybe it'll just be stupid little, you know, um, characters. That's what it started off with. Just like little characters. That's what my, you can still see on my Instagram page. And then over after a while, it's like, oh, maybe if I can learn to animate these characters. And then I started doing rough 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 animations but then like you know i had already fallen in love with in my life like these other cartoons with really rough animations so i was like oh, you can just start there and just make something with the tools that you have and then you can kind of make your way up from there so it was a kind of this tool that you know i was able to kind of somehow make a plus out of like you know for the better part of my 20s sitting around smoking weed and just watching just a huge amount of comedy shows and seeing in real time, like, what is it you like? What is it you don't like? How they did it? What inspires you? 
how you might do it and just yeah. being around really funny people and constantly riffing. And, you know, we've made like a number of attempts at like writing something, but nobody wanted to appear on a camera. Well, this kind of solved for that um, yeah. way down the line. So yeah, there, there's something to that, man. I think that finding this thing that works for you, that allows you just to kind of tinker with something uh, right. and just do it. And then, you know, there is a degree to which like, if you like it, you know, do it. I, I, I've kind of always felt a degree of drive at the prospect that I don't love working for somebody else and doing things that oh, I yeah. don't love. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I think that those jobs they're like, when I'm doing them, I find a way of doing it well. And I find a way of enjoying myself. I'm pretty good at that. Uh, mostly it involves just screwing around a lot. But, uh, when I'm, you know, it it involves not being the best employee oftentimes. Um, but with something like this, I like the idea of like, you know, investing in yourself and investing in those around you that, you know, have this thing in them that if you could just share it with other people that didn't know them, that didn't know you and figuring out a way to kind of enhance that you know a little bit polish it and kind of direct it a little bit it it it, it's it's the best man it's this new thing that i've you know i can go back and see all the things that kind of led up to it but i would have never expected to arrive like where i'm making cartoons like at all like zero percent chance at all it's really crazy how trash planet for those of you that don't know Robit or Danny um, does a he created a cartoon called Trash Planet and I do a couple of voices in it Um, Trash Planet is really kind of like the combination of everything in this weird way Uh, if if you really think about it it's a combination of like everything up until now kind of all of the skills that we've developed over the years um, in terms of like drive stories from growing up, like, uh, you know, the ability to communicate with each other and like more so than anything, the drive to want to make something that like people will really like and to work for yourself. There's just a whole bunch of things, right? Like it's kind of the combination of all of that, even if it's just the beginning, I feel like a lot of us, me and you in specific, particularly, we feel I feel like a like a, a a bottle of champagne that's so shaken up. All I need is something to just allow the cork to fly out, and like I'm gone, baby. You know what I mean? Like, like, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Like. We've had so many technical difficulties tonight. Just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just like, I just need that thing, that thing to just, I have so much built up drive. Um, you just need that opportunity. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. You know, like, you know, you, you in a, in your way, like, you know, I've had people that have given to me Crosby, the guy that, you know, runs all my sound. Like, you know, I, I, I credit him with, redirecting me as a kid and then I met you and I met all these people you know Jared who is now um the the co-writer and co-director of the of Trash Planet you know he's been a friend of mine he was uh, you know d- doing 
he was writing for all the time that I've known him. He's always writing, you know, stories yeah, has through s- songs Lyrics. or through stuff. Yeah. yeah, like he's constantly writing stories. He cares about storytelling a lot. Right. And he's a deeply, like, um, convicted person, you know, like he's the kind of person that if he does something wrong, you don't have to tell him. He'll torture himself and he'll come to you and tell you, like, I did something wrong and I'm sorry. He's a person yeah. of deep conviction and he's, you know, he, he, I, I, and I value that because, you know, I mean, we both kind of have that. We've kind of got that over the years of realizing, you know, when, 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 when we've been assholes and learning how to, how to correct that. Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff like with trash planet, man, like even right, right. just this idea, like I always like sci-fi because I like kind of writing in this world that is, everybody's kind of weird and nothing feels everything feels slightly familiar but still a little bit odd because that's the way that i felt that's the way i felt when i started meeting everybody like i knew people but i still felt and continue to feel like no matter what i do i always have this deep sense of imposter syndrome so writing this story about and you know with these with these um with these new episodes um writing a little bit about that is, you know, something that's, that's important is kind of like, you know, figure this, this out and kind of reflecting on some of that. So I don't want to get a whole lot into that necessarily, but to, to kind of just pepper that in, like writing about this imposter syndrome, writing about something that, f- that seems normal, but is still odd. And just this disagreement between these two things, you know, that's something that I've always kind of wanted to put into, um, trash planet and you know and we'll continue to put into future projects that we that we work on as well yeah for sure i mean yeah like there's that's everything i mean it's it's just being able like relate like there's so much relatable trash planet is really what's the it's almost like an it's almost like a biography autobiography it's kind of like this weird there's so much of me and my characters yeah, yeah. In weird ways, like, um, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's always it's, fun because we write these characters, right? And we kind of put some version of this person and this character. So you know, we put some of you and your character, some of Brad and Brad's character, some of me and my character. But as we write them, we put them in situations. They like. They start to pick up things from you that you didn't always expect and start to also get kind of a life of their own, right? Where these characters are, you're trying to honor the characters, but you are also finding new ways of really identifying with these characters and different characters. And it's, 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 it's definitely a lot of fun, man. And the whole thing is like, I mean, you're talking about an undertaking of like learning how to do this stuff has been incredible it's been an incredible feat like just trying to figure this out it is exhausting it's difficult it's at times i'm like i you know you mentioned like you just feel that deep sense like i have no idea what i'm doing and i'm gonna screw this up like every day i have that um but it's it's in the end, you're when you do it, you're like, to, God damn, man, you know, when you're doing it and you actually get something done, like every victory feels hard won. Um, sure. It's cool, man. And it's like, you know, it's to kind of go back, like this is the first time, you know, I didn't like do well in school as a result of 
my upbringing. We, you know, we didn't have a home most of the time and uh, I didn't graduate high school. I didn't do well in college. Like I kind of was, you know, functionally okay at skateboarding and functionally okay at running a band, but not in any way where I felt like this, like this is a thing where I feel as though, you know, you've got my attention and I'm going to give you everything I have. And I, you know, yeah. if I eat shit, I'll figure it out. I'll get up and I'll try to work through it kind of a thing. Or at least that's the way I'm feeling now. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And it's, it's cool because to see, to see all the same things, Prince, like applied, like when I saw that you were doing Twitch and doing Twitch to the degree that you have, cause like last I had heard from you, we were friends, but I hadn't heard from you a lot and it just yeah. seemed like you were kind of preoccupied. But then yeah. I saw you out on the other side, like you found a community, you know, you, you, you built this community. You, 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 I don't know. It's crazy to me. It's just absolutely crazy to me because that's what we had in the music scene and the skateboarding scene. You know, you had a community yeah. of people that you just kind of entered, but this felt different like somehow you had built up this thing um i don't know man crazy crazy impressive i can't i mean i can't even i the the whole twitch thing i can't really even explain i just other than i just got really lucky or something i i don't know like twitch is twitch is something there's more to it than just twitch though right like this is it's a phenomenon it's like a phenomena phenomenon yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's non right Phenomenon. I think both. I think both are right. Okay. I think you can say okay. both. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. One of them makes me feel extremely. It's a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Let's get that. Let's get a cleaner take of that. Yeah. <laughs> take, take, it, take it from the top. Welcome to this is a recording of a trash planet. Yeah. Let's get a take. <laughs> yeah. Can I want you to read it, but don't read it. Read it a little faster. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's definitely a note that I read the read the intent. Don't read the lines. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, Classic I mean, like direction. Twitch is Twitch is just so. And it's not even like the same thing is happening on YouTube and Mixer. And it's just this idea of like a community built online is such a powerful idea. It's like it's like if we book those shows for the whole world and all you got to do is just go to it, you know, and like I feel a moral I feel I feel a responsibility to put on the best show that I can because like because that's how it was back then, right? Like we were always putting on the best shows that we could. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. It was never, there was nothing second about it. Right. And like, and uh, now that there's this, just this opportunity for us to put on shows all the time. Now there's this opportunity for us to put on shows all the time. Like that's really, that's really exciting. And I don't know. There's something to. There's definitely something really powerful to Twitch. There's something really powerful to to the to the uh, the era that we live in right now. I've definitely like seen can... it. I definitely feel it. I don't know that I've um, honestly. I've really liked streaming when I was doing it, and I would like to do it more. And the problem is, like a lot of the thing that I'm working on right now, I'm under NDA, so I can't yeah. actually share any of the work that I'm working on, um, which is disappointing because that's a thing that I think would, it, it helps when I'm drawing a lot to kind of invite somebody into your home. So you're not just sitting in front of your desk for, well, dude, I got some shit you could draw, man. Pizza. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's <laughs> stuff I definitely could. Um, and even just playing video games and there's so much, yeah. like I really feel as though, especially with Twitch, like 
oh man, there, like you do a lot of it. And there's definitely a lot of folks that are kind of like, you know, I, I listen to the, the, uh, Rob's po- podcast or most yeah, of it. Yeah. I, I didn't get an opportunity to finish it today, but like, you know, when he's talking about how he's going through and, and he's just all the multitasking of queuing up a new song and kind of working with people I've, I've listened to his stream a lot because when i'm drawing it's it's soothing but it's conversational and just i don't you don't i don't know how to explain but when you have somebody else that's just talking it's yeah. comforting in this way like you know what i mean like you kind of go yeah. a little bit stir crazy when you're just alone and there's nobody talking um so even just listening to music for hours makes me crazy i need to hear right. talking and hear conversation so my brain can kind of get that so I've I've uh, I've turned to his stream a lot and hearing like how he did it and just it's such a it's such a thing that it just originates like I can see what people are doing I'm not gonna do what they're doing but I'm gonna take a bit of inspiration about how they do I mean like obviously he plays video games and stuff like that that's the spirit of Twitch but he takes this other thing and he says this is also something that I Rob can offer and this is how yeah. i think it can kind of work within this platform and i've always loved that you know what i mean like when you see a band you see a band that you really inspire then you see a million people that just are trying to be that band but then you yeah. see a couple of bands that say i'm inspired by this band trying to find their voice their own voice and then they'll make something equally as unique to them and right. that's a difficult trail because you you're not walking on an existing trail you have to make your own trail and you know someone like you someone like rob like seeing that stuff is always inspiring to me so like even listening to that podcast was it like really deeply inspiring to me and it's something that i want to do because i think that there's i mean especially now where you know you you can you can use adobe products to create a live cartoon you know there's yeah. all these things i should not like, i'm just gonna be like show my hand and then like, you know and everybody no, no, listens no. to it like they're, they're, i'm gonna do it um yeah <laughs> it's gonna be uh, one damage i know it it's gonna be like <laughs> that was actually a person dude, i was I'm talking doing a about stream. a cartoon i was talking I know, about uh, some ideas so and yeah he reached out to me he's like hey man just like you know maybe Maybe keep your ideas to yourself so you're not broadcasting. How like, hilarious would it be? Dollar, I have a million dollar app idea. And then somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like next week, Damage is streaming like with the exact idea he told you not to tell anyone about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, well, I tried to tell you, man. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Just seeing people like that is so cool to me. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Do you ever watch like, I find a lot of inspiration. inspiration. I used to watch like behind the scenes videos of like blink 182 like in their practice space and oh just like dude see seeing yeah. their practice space was like wow like i have a practice space kind of like that you know well, like yeah i i love that so i i will watch when it comes to this stuff i will watch behind the scenes everything i mean listen to me i am a absolute freaking interview ho I am listening to interviews <laughs> yeah. from everything like because if you can find you never know what you're looking for but you'll find just a little nugget of something that just changes everything yes I'm listening to interviews from people that are writing directing the people that are you know uh, color artists like just things about process or how a certain thing is directed how they work with actors or how an actor came up to be you know a, per- a person that somebody met like yeah 
when I found, um, I listened to an interview with uh, Lauren Bouchard. Lauren Bouchard is the guy who created home movies. He created Bob's Burgers. And right. he was like a 30-something-year-old bartender who didn't know what he was doing with his life. And he happened to run into this guy that he used to be in an art class with. And that person said, hey, could you help us make a cartoon? And he's like, yeah, sure. I can still do cartoons. And he went on to make home movies. And then from there, he met... John Benjamin, he met Brendan Small, he met, you know, um, um, you know, all, all these people and he kept growing and now he's running a primetime Fox show. You know what I mean? If yeah. you just find people that are doing this thing and you just make a decent impression, like you never know what you'll find, what, what it is that you're looking for, but you can always find little pieces of information that you can apply to your own process, to your own hustle. Yeah, and, for and, sure. and, you know, and it sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you take it and it feels like it's the the, the, the the missing link. You apply it and it doesn't work the way, but you keep doing it. And then you get a budge. Then it budges. You know what I mean? I love mm-hmm. that stuff, though. I am um, interviews. That's a lot of Twitch, man. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like what the, what always went like you get people who will completely and totally copy the same thing. And that kind of is, you know, mm, and then you right. get people who will take that idea and make it their own. And right. that's that's when you really see a winner. Right. Yeah. And like you're like, wow, like this is really thought out, not just a good idea, you know, replicated. It's like a really and it, and that applies to everything from the simplest stuff, like the simplest stuff to the most complex. It's a. Uh, really but the same like you said the same things in music you know yep. like you hear that band that sounds just like band a and then you hear that band that sounds like a really good version of what you liked about band a right yeah and like that's that's uh I, I, that, that might just be what you call creative i don't know yeah man it's, like you know like there's, yeah. there's always some version of it somebody that takes the inspiration and they make something completely different that's cool sometimes they take that thing and you know uh stand on the shoulder of giants and they make something more fleshed out a better version of that like there's there's all different kinds of versions of it yeah. um do, let me ask you this have you have you found it as you've as you got further into streaming have you had it have you found it difficult to just sit and watch a stream without some kind of an analytical eye um Not no, not necessarily. What I find difficult is uh, when somebody has when somebody's doing something and they're doing it so well, and I know I just it just wouldn't apply to the vibe that I've created. Right. Like I get yeah. a lot of that with like role playing. Like mm. I I want to so badly be a role play streamer. I love doing voices. I love atmospheric. You know, when I'm in like playing No Man's Sky and it's such an immersive, like immersive, like environment. Like I love this idea of like creating a real memorable story. But I just, people don't want to, I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's I like just, a different, it's, just, it's like a different audience than the one that you've developed. It's like a hardcore band being like, you know, let, I really love jazz. Man, that's crazy. So, because I love, I love your your role play streams, and I, but I happen to love role play streams. But it's also 
because of my interests happen to be like, you know, loving stories and seeing these things. Well, and I, so see I think I get that. Yeah. Take it to the next level. Yeah. With man. their, the mute, like they, they queue up music in these tense scenes. And then they like, they like, they, they have hilarious, you know, uh, situations. And, and the real true answer is like, I, I could, I could go a more role play route, but I'm so afraid of rebuilding. And that's such right. a stupid thing. So I guess like, I guess to answer the, like your, you know, the original question, like I become super analytical of myself when I want, maybe a jealousy thing. I, I don't know. I, I have an issue with like, I get jealous. I, I, I'm like, I want, I want right. this magic this guy's making, you know? But like I think I have I, a version of that too. I think I'm just not as far along in it, but that makes sense. Kind of like you want it all, but then you realize that there's a degree of um, curation you have to do, consistency. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the curation is what they've been building for years. Right. And like I'm sure that they want, I'm sure role play streamers go, man, I just want to play Fortnite, <laughs> you know? like it, Or like I just want to play Apex or PUBG, you know, and like, but they so, feel like they have to, it's a cornering yourself sort of thing. So, you know, like, okay, so to use your example, you mentioned like a hardcore band or like we want to do like a jazz album and the, yeah. you know, the, their fans would be like, what in the hell are you doing? And they're like, you're right. So we'll make another band, you know, side projects. Is that a thing? Yeah. Do, are, are there, are there alt accounts for Twitch Yeah. Oh, yeah. where people will have like an alt account and this is for this and this is for this kind of a thing? Yeah. Yeah. There are oh, definitely. I mean, there's no huh. rule against it. No, yeah, I just, I, I don't, A, I don't it's think really, I thought about it, but yeah, uh, the, the idea I, I of create, like if you already have this audience, right? Like why would you want to create a new account to like, because it, you get it in your head that you're going to damage your current audience by doing something different. So I'll go behind their back and try to create another one, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like it, yeah, yeah. And then like, I mean, a, anytime that, you know, what you're like, what are you going to stream on your free time and then suddenly you're yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of yeah. taken away. Yeah. It's kind of like a bit of a conundrum to be in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's it, what it comes down to is like people are f- afraid of losing their, their audience. Right. And like, right. What I've learned is that if you just, if you're just the best, most, if you're just, the best streamer that you can be, I know it sounds corny, like if you're just there for people, people will be more invested in whatever you do, not the game you play. Yeah, There's always yeah. going to be people who are invested in the game, right? And I think and that you you've, might lose you've, some. you've done a pretty good job at like cultivating that audience in particular. Like I well, think that you have some people that- That's the biggest compliment you can tell me. What's the biggest compliment I can tell you? No, that's the biggest compliment that you oh. could ever tell me about streaming, right? That like you watch me for me and not the game I play. Yeah, it's like kind of come for the game, stay for the streamer is kind of like the situation. Like, you know, you, you switch to No Man's Sky and then that becomes your primary game and you develop like a pretty decent audience or like, you know, you play, um, you know, whatever game and you kind of cap catch some people yeah. that are just searching for people playing that game. But you've developed like a community of like a very open community and a very fun community. And then you have a couple of people that are contributing in a way that is, uh, uh, I think, kind of like helps put the ring on the finger a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that you have like a pretty solid thing there where it's, it's, it's a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I think a little bit more resilient against those kinds of 
small little changes here. Um, yeah. Here, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to let my dog out of the room. My yeah, yeah, uh, no, no partner just got home. I'll be right back. Go ahead, bagel. There you go, bagel. Go. <laughs> Good bagel. Um, I was thinking. Okay. Of, go ahead, so, like, yeah. what what I think it what I think it is is I think like what you learn streaming, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. wants to be that pro. You know, like streamers get into it. They're like, man, I really want, like, you know. A lot of streamers now, like they get into it, they're like, I want to be like professional, you know, I, I want to be like the best at this game that I can be. And what ends up happening is the people who, for me, what ended up happening for me, because all I can really go off is the, is my own story, right? Like, right. Um, uh, what I've learned is that, uh, like, I'm never going to be the best at a game because I'm just not very good at video games, right? And I, I, I accept that. I don't even really want to be super good at video games. What I really, really want is that for people, the video game is just to get you hanging out with me. Right. If you like me, you know, you'll you'll come around like you'll come around even when I'm playing a different game. The game is just just the the video games you play just give you an opportunity to meet the people. But see, isn't that so funny though because not only that, like I I would even add on to that the fact that like sometimes you sometimes the way you play a game if you're not so good somehow adds to the character oh yeah somehow adds to it because like you know you know you you end up being this person that's like you know you're a source of humor and it's fun to like i don't know like you you, you're really good at kind of generating laughter and like a positive mood so i think that like in that way not you know you've kind of developed a thing where you're like well if i'm not going to be the best at gaming i'll lean into it and then you're pretty good at that like that's you know that's a common theme through everything where you're like well, if I'm not the best in this thing, I'll find this other way of standing out. And that's kind of been a, a talent of yours since I've known you. It's a thing that I've taken notice on. Well, thanks. I mean, yeah. I never thought of it that way. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the, uh, like I I would love the, the best scenario, right? Is like right. you go, you're, you're like, man, what's this video game about? What's No mm. Man's Sky about? What's Red Dead Redemption 2 about? Whatever, you know, like I've heard a lot about it. What is it about? And then you click on the streamer and you go like, hey, what's this game about? And they go, hey, man, what's up? Like, welcome. It's about this. Like, if you have any questions, let me know. And then you ask a couple more questions. And then before you know it, like what started out as an interest about the game has become like, I like this guy. I want to be friends with him. Right. And like, that's the best case scenario. And I think that that's how you build a community on Twitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because people aren't people a lot of times aren't going to Twitch to make a friend, you know, they're going to Twitch because, like, they have no idea what a video game is about. And before they spend $30, $60 on it, they want to watch somebody play it. Right, yeah. And, and like, that's maybe, that's the magic there. Like, uh, you know, I, I, that's kind of always been the goal, you know? And, like, right. every, if I can relate to, if I can find somebody who maybe was too afraid to leave their house or, you know, or like I was experiencing something like really, really shitty in their life. Like if I can just give them some something to relate to, um, that's that's the that's the reason I started streaming in the first place. It was never to be full time or to do anything other than like just help somebody through a kind of crappy situation in their life through giving them something to relate to. 
because that's what Twitch did for me. And like, you know, that's all I've ever wanted in it. Yeah, I've always loved that. When I first saw it, because I, I mean, like, you know, I'm kind of like one of these people that are like, what's Twitch when I first arrived to it kind of a thing? I mean, I guess everybody yeah. is when they first arrived to it. But I was kind of like a late, late to the party. Um, and I think I knew what it was, but I didn't really know what it was like or like know the specifics of what it was. So I had to see it in play. Right. And then it's, you know, just like anything you see. Uh, you know, your introductory, then you kind of go out and you try to find other stuff. Um, what is it typically? And then what can it be, I guess? Yeah. And um, yeah. it's cool because the thing is like when I first saw it, like I, I saw what it could be. And then I saw what it was, you know what I mean? Cause like overwhelmingly yeah. there's a lot of Twitch of just people kind of doing the same thing, playing different games, what it was, I think originally designed for, but then there's, you know, there are some people and I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, I don't know what the overall consensus of someone like Dr. Disrespect is, mm-hmm. but you know, he's, he's bringing this new element, right? This like, there's some degree of role play and communication and, you know, he's, he's kind of playing this character. He's acting is, you know, really what he's doing. And he's got this whole production thing. And then you have someone like a smaller version and a different version of that, uh, you know, someone like cardboard cowboy, like who's like, I mean, how, what, how did you even come up with this idea? And then what was yeah. he, what were the following ideas of execution? Like it's, and it's so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah. But then you see, even just like these low, like the, the, these streamers where it's just like no no bells, no whistles, none of that stuff where you just have people that are just making these genuine connections and building these these communities of people. And when you kind of just like wash away all that stuff, when you're not really paying attention to like that stuff, you're not trying to find this thing that's satisfying some creative urge and you're just watching things for what they are and like the community that they're It's It's incredible. The, yeah, the, the amount of... I mean, service that this does, you know, I, I mean, I know for you, I know for someone like Josh, Normie peasant, like, you know, people that have really bad social anxiety, this has done tremendous good for it. it yes. It's just so cool. It's just, it's, you know, it's crazy to imagine, like, what do people do without this tool, without this thing? It, it allowed people to kind of have a healthy connection, a live connection with people that are doing things. And, 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 you know, I don't know. I, 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 I have a degree of even though I'm not a streamer like a full like a, a common streamer like I, I I have just a degree of real appreciation for this thing. It's so cool to see uh, what people are able to kind of give to it and what people are to, are able to take from it. Exactly, a hundred percent. I mean, I think I completely agree. I mean, I know it sounds corny, but like I really attribute it to saving a large chunk of my life, if not the entire thing. Like, yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, how many other people it has helped. To, I don't think I don't think we we I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah, man, I mean, then like, honestly, like. Yeah, I think I think even like that would be I that's just. a Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It is crazy, man. It's crazy to see like. You know, if we could see us now. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah. What is that? The, the Paul Rudd? Like, yeah, yeah, know? dude. Who would have thought? thought? Not me. Not, not me? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme. I used it today. I was I like, I sent it to a, who was it? It was, or somebody was like, dude, I, it, somebody told me this, like, man, I'm really proud of like, 
all this. And I sent that meme and was like, who would have thought, man? Who'd not me. Thought? Not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as yeah. That. Oh, God. All right, buddy. That That is about, I, th- I mean, this is the longest one. I could talk forever. We have to do this again. We have I'm, to. I would be happy to. Anytime you want yeah. me, let me know. I can make time. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the technical difficulties and all that. Like I'm gonna. Oh pull please, this don't worry one. about any of that. I always have technical yeah. difficulties when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I guess par for the course. It's no problem at yeah. all. Yeah, you're cursed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's my fault, all right, buddy. Well, hey, where can okay? So like, where can we find the Trash Planet stuff? Um, so I guess what is it? Um, man, YouTube.com slash RoboBoy is that right? Man, I wish I had known that I had a plug coming. Um, no, no, no. I'll, it'll be down in the description. Just yeah. search YouTube for Trash Planet. Um, yeah. Big stuff that we can't really talk about in the future. Um, huge, huge shit I, that I am personally so excited for. Yeah, cool things that are uh, coming, and then you know we have a couple of little uh, piecemeal things that we made that can kind of keep you. Keep you satisfied for now, uh, ish, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's really all I have to share. I think. Yeah, I'll link it up in the description of the YouTube video, dude. Thank you again. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, if you like, I'd love to have you on again. Uh, you know, in a better, long format sort of, sort of thing. I I, I want to do another season where like I bring people back. I have. I think I want to, I'm going to end this one at like 20 and then I'll restart the season or what I'll do season three or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd be happy to come back. I really appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. Uh, and thanks again. I'm, I, uh, yeah. Thank you. I love you. Love you, buddy. And thanks again for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Make sure you check out trash planet on YouTube. Uh, it's a cartoon that, that, uh, Danny's been working on for a very long time uh, with our buddy Jared and Brad Crosby. I do a couple of voices in it as well. Um, Yeah, just search YouTube for Trash Planet. Keep your ear to the ground for more episodes of the podcast. Uh, Thanks again for all the support on Twitch, YouTube. Thank you for listening. Um, Don't work too hard. Take care of one another. Treat each other right. And I will see you on the next one. Thanks again. I love you.